Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue Podcast. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and this is a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. I have a couple of our friends at the table with us today. First of all, Amanda McCloy. Good morning or evening or afternoon or whatever time of day you're listening. Yes. And Ben Sen is also over here. Yes. Greetings, earthlings. Absolutely. Uh, we know that you may be self-quarantined. You may be just bunkered away in a car. We don't know where you're at right now. It's kind of crazy out there. Um, we got moms who have extra kids in the home that aren't normally in the home. All those things are going on. Um, our editor, Mr. Brian Garner, is working from his car as we speak. It's just... Yeah, it's getting, it's getting... It's just getting very interesting. Interesting times that we live in, so... Ago. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's been a rough. I'm just kidding. I know he's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not a surprise. But yeah, on other side note, I haven't showered in three days either. <laughs> Serving all the things. Well, hey, if you are listening to this and you legitimately are in need of some, some help, mm-hmm. some products, uh, we do understand there's a lot of people who aren't going out in stores right now. And there sometimes when you go into the store, product you're looking for is not on the shelves. Mm -hmm. So our church is doing a 30 days of comfort initiative where it's not about just making our lives comfortable. It's about going to the God of comfort, um, praying to him, seeking him in these uncertain times. And our church is having an exchange as well, where a few people have donated some supplies. And if you are in need of those, we can get them in your hands. We can actually deliver those to you. So keep that in mind. Uh, Reach out to us, even if even if you don't go to our church and you're you're in the area, we can definitely help you out. Mm-hmm. We would be glad to do that. I think it's important that the church rise up in a time like this when there's fear swirling about, there's selfishness out there in the in the stores. There's all these things that are just not well with the majority of people. And we can be a calming, assuring, cautious and bold and fearless people who bring hope in a situation like that. And the opportunities have never been greater than what we are facing right now. Mm-hmm. So with all that said, one of the number one ways that we can combat the darkness, that we can actually push forward and do things that matter is speaking to God in prayer because prayer moves God. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So this is a very timely topic mm-hmm. that we had okay. scheduled out. Yeah, prayer. Oh my goodness. Um, someone, I think the Bible calls us even like the work of prayer, and I often feel that in my own life. Um, that I'm just too lazy at times to spend quality time in prayer, but um, I just wanted to briefly hit a few highlights of what the Bible says about prayer. It's really, I want us to understand it's, it's more than praying for our meals, right? Yes. So <laughs> imagine a marriage, too. If we were going to use another analogy where the only communication a husband and wife ever had was just before meals. <laughs> like, hey, babe, thanks so much for this food. Help me have a great day. <laughs> um, or, the relationship wouldn't get very deep. Yeah, it's clearly. Pretty shallow. Um, or like, what if the only other time you communicated with your wife was when someone asked you to? <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. like when someone asked someone at church to stand and pray for everyone. It's like, oh, hey, hey. 
uh, babe, will you please stand and, and talk to your wife? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> talk to your husband. Um, I, haven't, I haven't talked to her in uh, four days. Uh, yeah, or, you know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, what if the only other time that you communicate with your wife was when you needed something mm-hmm. at the same time? Mm. <clears throat> They're really, I mean, it's kind of goofy, but that's, that's often how we pray, um, and it really shows our true perspective about prayer, if that's really all we're doing. We would treat no other Mm -hmm. legitimate relationship that way. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, uh, we go to, we go to God for, for our, you know, before food, we go to God for his blessing on something simple. Uh, Mm -hmm. we go to God for emergencies, but no other relationships like that. We just don't do that. And prayer though, is like the this hum of dependence that undergirds everything we do, like the engine to the, the car purring down the highway. Mm. You know, one, one pastor even said, when all else fails and before all else fails, we pray. We, we really, we have to pray. Uh, I think prayer is where the power is. And if our church is lacking in power, I think we're lacking in prayer. And not just these simple basic prayers, but like fervent, you know, passionate prayer, mm-hmm. knock down, drag out kind of prayer, like gut-wrenching, heart-pounding, mouth-slobbering, <laughs> tear-streamed, red-cheeked prayer, mm-hmm. uh, where we're just absolutely pouring our hearts out to God. Uh, nothing changed my my personal walk with God more than the idea of pouring your heart out to God. That just mm-hmm. changed everything for me, because mm-hmm. I often thought I could only come to Him in prayer when I, you know, um, was clean enough and I could go to him and I had nothing hindering him from hearing me. Hmm. Um, but no, I, you go to God to get clean. You, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you can pour your heart out to him and he can handle it and he wants to handle it. But just a few basic thoughts here on prayer. These are essentially drawn from Ephesians 6. Prayer is, is one, it's an acknowledgement of where the real battles take place. Ephesians 6, 11 and 12, you know, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Um, mm-hmm. This is the nature of the warfare for which we're, we're supposed to be preparing for. It's not physical. It's the supernatural part of our existence. You know, it's it's really like engaging in a spiritual battle against spiritual mafia. Yeah. That verse always makes me think of Constantine, the movie, because, yeah. you know, I mean, literally, like, you get this warfare going on, and you're not really aware, but it's, it really, honestly, is kind of like that. It's kind of crazy. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, he's, I mean, you know, Keanu Reeves, but, yeah, he's, he's literally, he's the only one that can see in the spiritual realms, and he can see the angels oh, and demons gotcha. fighting and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. That sounds just like the Paw Patrol episode my kids it, just watched. It is so <laughs> close, man. So close. <laughs> I don't know if anyone out there, had y'all ever heard of the book, This Present Darkness by yeah. Frank Peretti? That sounds really familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like the early 90s, I think, this book yeah. was written. But it has that same, you know, it's the spiritual warfare yeah. where there's this spiritual realm of angels and demons that are battling it out and... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's so yeah. true that that we have to. I mean, we have it sounds kind of ghost that. hunters, but we're, this is real stuff, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is God. This is God writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is your captain speaking. <laughs> uh, this is a struggle. This is like wrestling match language, hand to hand combat, and we have 
we play a part in that in like a remote way and we're having a remote encounter where we're 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 launching up prayers like prayer punches yes. prayer missiles we're advancing the front of the name of Jesus in those heavenly places when we pray and so many times we look back at a situation and we see how God did work in that supernatural plane. Mm -hmm. And it's just awesome to, to then look back and then you can kind of piece together like the prayers and how God used that or how he answered that. And it's just, it's just awesome uh, that we can participate, that we can engage in a relationship like this and we can be on the front lines um, in a way we might not see until we get to heaven. But uh, this mm -hmm. is where the real battle takes place. And you, we will not know what prayer is for until that until you know that life is war. Mm. Uh, to mm -hmm. quote John Piper, mm. you will not know what prayer is for until you know that life is war. Hmm. So that's where the real battles take place. Prayer also aligns our priorities with God, with His priorities. So where we eat, where we sleep, where we work, where we bathe, where we live. The Lord's Prayer even talks about these these basics here. Give us this day our daily bread. And God obviously cares so much about the essentials of life. But I often think that one of the issues in our prayer life and why it never goes really deep is because we live these fantastically safe and comfortable lives yes. mm -hmm. uh, where we honestly, we don't need much. We don't need to ask God for much. Does that ring true to oh, you guys yeah. too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it goes hand in hand with your first point there too of just people don't realize that they're in a battle and that the stakes are actually high. And, and at the same time, people are just coasting along one of the good things that can come out of the time that we're going through right now with all this uncertainty is like people's lives are getting shaken up and they're off that coasting train a little bit and they're forced to like slow down and think about this truth that you're saying like look it's just not about being happy and comfortable <laughs> let's let's get our priorities aligned with eternity mm -hmm. and the mission that we have which is why we have this podcast <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and I think that God is, he wants to do things in our lives that he'll only accomplish in prayer. Like when we are in prayer, he mm -hmm. enlightens us. He, you know, the Holy Spirit nudges us, prods us. And he wants to do something in prayer that he's just, he's not going to do anywhere else. And so often when we are in those like hard, the difficult, the most difficult times of life, that's when our prayer life goes the deepest because that is our life aligning with God. So that's where he's, we're, he's giving us his priorities and he's opening our eyes to what he wants us to, to focus on, live for. Uh, so yeah, prayer, it, it aligns our priorities with God's. It, it'll, it shows us his redemptive plan on earth. Um, Paul said in Romans 10, 1, brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. Uh, so yeah. we are, you know, we're, we're engaging in the supernatural realm, but we're also, we're engaging in this soul activity where we are lifting up unbelievers to the, you know, we're lifting up a fallen mankind and we're just begging God to, to work in a way that we can't. Um, and I think that's awesome, but that means that the stakes are really high here. That people's souls are at stake, and I'm not saying that we save people. Mm -hmm. um, God so clearly does that, um, and He's going to do what He wishes and what when He wishes to do it in His sovereignty. But on the same side of His sovereignty, He allows us to bring those names of people before Him and our family and our friends and the people we work with that don't know Jesus, and and we can. Uh, in, a, in a sense, we can 
influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can influence God in in those ways. Also, I was going to say, just to cap this off, and this isn't an exhaustive study of prayer, but these were some of the things that really impacted me. Um, prayer calms the soul and replaces worry with courage. Pouring out our hearts to God, it doesn't make our problems disappear. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, it doesn't. It often it causes us to acknowledge our problems, mm-hmm. but it causes us to acknowledge the source of our solution. And uh, there's just mm-hmm. this incredible power. Have you guys, do you guys have any examples of maybe, you know, time in your life when praying to God, pouring your heart out to God replaced your worry with courage? Hmm. <clears throat> you know, I mean, even before I answer that direct question, as you were talking through that, it made me think about the fact that sometimes God has a different answer that we don't want to hear in our prayers too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, this yeah. is true. We're not, this is such a deep topic. There's no way we're going to even, even be able to cover everything, even mm-hmm. close to mm-hmm. half of what we could cover. When you're having those fervent prayers where you're just on your knees, you're pouring your heart out, crying out to him, and he tells you an answer that you don't want to hear, that you don't understand, it's an opportunity again to actually trust God that he does know what's best and that his plan for you and his love for you is going to supersede what you feel like your needs are in that moment. But to answer your actual question here, Ben, you know, for me, I I think at the time when I was single and I wanted to go into ministry, I wanted to really do that. I wanted to be married and have a family and like nothing was going on. And in those prayers of mine, Eventually, I just got closer to God through Mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like, it was such a daily thing where I was calling out to him about it. And I eventually started changing my prayers to, like, just fill this need to change my heart. Mm -hmm. Show me what you want me to do. Like, who who do you want me to be? And it was more of, like, make your desires my desires. Whatever your will is, that's what I want to do. And that's what transformed me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think that's, like... One of the biggest takeaways is that God wants to do stuff in prayer that he's only going to accomplish in prayer. And mm-hmm. what you're saying, he wants to align your heart with his. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear people saying, like, well, God needs to do this. Like, God, where are you? Why haven't you shown up? Yep. When, honestly, it could probably be flipped. Mm-hmm. And where God's like, dude, <laughs> you know, like, you do- I was, I've been coaching. Yep. You didn't show up at the gym, man. Exactly. And there are some things I got for you. If you just yep. come and sit, sit for a while mm-hmm. and let's communicate, let's talk, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and he's going to, he's going to reveal truth and he's going to, he's going to start to slowly, it's, it's like, you know, we have a lot of chiropractors in our church. Yes. This is like, yes, we do. This is like a bomb adjustment, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, this is, this is like better than any antibiotic that you can be given for your physical body. It's like mm-hmm. pouring your heart out. That's like, this is where the real life giving stuff is going to happen. And yeah, um, I'm just excited that we get to, we even get to pray and that, uh, the Lord tells us to come to him boldly because there are some times where I think I am too nasty, too messed up to go to him. But he says, no, come to the throne of grace, the throne that is known for grace. Come mm-hmm. to that and you'll receive it. And, uh, man, that's just really cool. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I, that's, that's all I have. But the biggest takeaway I think is if we would just put our position ourselves to pour our heart out to God, he is going to use that time and in, in the, the willingness and the volatility of our own hearts to just adjust us to where he wants us to be. 
so prayer has actually been something that's always been probably the most difficult aspect of my faith. And so this was an interesting interesting study for me because I, I do. I find myself struggling with prayer. And it's, like we talked about, it's easy to do when you're going through the desperate times in life. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely been there and had some of those prayers. But just the day-to-day talking to God is really a hard thing for me. And I'm going to blame it on being an introvert because I don't like to talk anyway. <laughs> so. But when I was doing some research on prayer, and I've done lots of studies. Priscilla Shire's done some awesome things. And she's talked about prayer in some awesome ways. And um, but I stumbled upon this article by Bonnie McKernan. I hope I said her name correctly. But Oh, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we love Bonnie. Bonnie. But it's seven tips to strengthen prayer. And I really liked what she had to say. So basically, I'm just plagiarizing her. But, you know, she has really, <laughs> a really good point. So sometimes other people can say thanks better than you can. So um, hey, her first. We're all ears. Yeah, yeah. Her first tip is to set prayer apart. And, you know, basically the more that we pray, the more that we want to pray. Basically saying to build it into the rhythm of your day any way you can. So like set reminders, put notes around the house, you know, whatever you need to do just to at, at three o'clock every day, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to take a little prayer break. Yeah, um, and because prayer is a, it's a discipline. So I think for me, that's something I'm definitely going to um, start doing for sure. Another thing, uh, learn to withdraw so pull away from distractions, and that is a definitely <laughs> big thing for me. And especially with the next couple of weeks, that's going to be a little bit harder because I have yeah. two distractions running around the house that I love very much, but uh, yeah. not quite used to that. And that's really, just such an intentional thing to like. Uh, yes, and that's that's the thing. It's very mm-hmm. intentional. You have to put the phone down. You have to turn mm-hmm. the TV off. You have to go into your room alone mm-hmm. and really make the effort to, to focus on spending time with well, God. Yeah, it's like going back to the whole relationship thing. Uh, you know, like my wife, she hates it when, you know, she's trying to share something with me about her mm-hmm. day and I'm just like staring at my phone. Yep. And I I think that I can do both. Right. But it communicates to her like you're not interested, you're not engaged with me. And that's so me, true. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's just a relationship with God. It, yeah, you know, right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so such a good picture of that. Third tip is to have a posture of prayer, and basically just saying, kind of, kind of echoing the the one before it, but do whatever you need to do to focus on God. So whether it's kneeling or standing or closing your eyes or mm-hmm. um, your body needs to be focused so that your mind can be focused on what it's doing as well. C.S. Lewis said, the body ought to pray as well as the soul. Body and soul are both yeah. better for it. And that's kind of one of those things that, you know, I feel like I don't have to kneel to pray anymore. That feels like a Catholic thing, you know. But, <laughs> but it's so true because, you know, when you do posture your body, your yeah. mind will follow. Oh, yeah. And another thing, you know, getting in the discipline of it. If you, you know, when you get, when you start to do this, you know, it's prayer time. Yeah, um, Absolutely. And Just this, like we wear, we dress up when we go to school because if we're yeah. wearing sloppy PJs, we're yeah. not going to yeah. mentally. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Do you think there's some validity to, validity to that where like you act like how you dress? Yeah, there's actually been a lot of studies about mm-hmm. that. Like for sure. Even casual Fridays, like people don't get as much work done. Hmm. It's one of the contributing factors. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it makes complete sense. I feel like 
it's been that way in my life. But yeah, when it yeah. comes to prayer too. Pray like yeah. how you're postured. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Laid back on the couch, probably not going to be getting very fervent about <laughs> probably it. Probably going to fall asleep on that. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, doing that prayer. <laughs> Fourth point is to pray scripture. And to me, I love the Psalms. And so it's a very, whenever I'm kind of struggling, it is something I will just go through. And I mean, David was so good at it. I'm like, man, yeah. you got this. Like there, nobody else needs to pray anything else. You've got it all <laughs> covered. Whatever you're feeling, it's, it's, a, it's a prayer in there somewhere. Yeah. But really just praying through those can just really help to, to get your mind ready to talk to God mm-hmm. and just put you in a place where you can really focus on who God is and, and starting with, you know, praising God for his glory. And then, I mean, there's just so many different kinds of prayers in yeah. scripture and even, you know, the one that the best example of our father who art in heaven, you know I mean? Like yeah. just praying through that is sometimes, I mean, that's the prayer Jesus gave us. So that's probably the easiest one to start with. Tip five is pray fervently praying. Like we were saying, you know, prayer should be active um, we cannot truly come into contact with God and not be a different person, <laughs> at least in some yeah. degree, you know, yeah, and, and like you were saying, I mean, too, this is my struggle. Like I, whenever I feel distant from God, God's right there. It's not his fault that I'm not taking the time to put in the effort. It's 100% my fault. So, and you know, answers to prayers are a blessing, but prayer in and of itself is meant to be a blessing too. It's not just praying about the thing. It's praying to pray. Yeah. I think that's a really good point, too. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. I enjoy my wife, so we will just sometimes just chat about nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I feel like there is this this aspect in the relationship with the Lord, too, where we just enjoy his presence. I enjoy mm-hmm. living life mm-hmm. with him. And so I'm, gonna com- I'm just going to talk to him throughout the day, throughout my life, like I would a friend because yeah. I mean, he is the friend that sticks closer than the brother. He's also my God and my savior. So it <laughs> yeah. also puts a really cool dynamic to it. But yeah, like we should enjoy mm-hmm. his, his presence in our lives. And that's where the pray without ceasing comes into play too, right? Yeah. There should be just an ongoing conversation throughout every day mm-hmm. where we realize we're walking with God. We're walking with him and we're, we're seeking his strength. We're seeking his guidance and counsel and all those good things in a daily conversation. Yeah, and that's why... I, Open line of communication. I, I feel like some people have maybe gotten tripped up with that like whole pray without ceasing thing. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Like be on my knees or in my <laughs> prayer closet 24-7? Yeah, like, exactly. Not even practical. But yeah, I think what you're saying, David, that's that's really what that means. It's, it's, um, it's more like... Man, what's the word? It's more like Morse code. But instead of like a, a long one continual, I'm just on my knees all the time. It's like right. all throughout the day, I am communicating. I am in conversation with him. Dude, <laughs> yeah. dude, dude. And I think the other part of still finding a good posture, finding a specific time mm-hmm. where you isolate yourself, like all those kind of things, not to diminish what you've already just said, because yeah. those things are... El- elements that need to be there as well right but you still have this ongoing conversation just like you know you go on date now with your spouse but you also yeah. talk to them when you're at home you know right. like you, you you just have different ways there to, you go that just came full circle that is, yeah. we just completely painted a perfect picture <laughs> with that analogy um yeah so tip tip number six was to pray specifically just saying vagueness can be the death of prayer 
And sometimes mm-hmm. I do feel like we can just say, thank you, God, for this food. You know, there's the same prayer. I love my son, and he does the <laughs> same prayer every night, every, for every meal. Thank you for this food for this day. Please help everybody in the world. Amen. You know, it's, it's just, I mean, it's sweet. But, you know, if we tend to just say the same vague prayers, help all my friends, help me get better, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not specific things. So if you say, just forgive me for my sins, okay, yes, but... If you have to specifically say your sins for the day, it hurts you a little bit more. So having go. to actually confess each one, <laughs> it's going to bring it back to your head and really, you know, make you more vulnerable with God. That's so true. It's like doing reps, though. <laughs> exactly. It rips that muscle, but yeah. when that muscle repairs, it's a little bigger. Yep. Yes. Yep. And last one is pray for and with others. And I think that's obviously a super important one. Prayer is meant to knit together the children of God. Um, and oftentimes even people we haven't even met yet. Mm. Um, and I know that the introverts, this is one of the hardest ones for us. I'm not a big <laughs> come to the prayer party at church kind of a thing. You usually want to sit that one out. I don't want to get in the hug circle and pray. That's not, <laughs> not my thing. But it, it is true. And I really have actually had some, some pretty powerful prayers with some ladies that I was in Bible study with in our in my last group and and nice. it's pretty awesome when you can actually put hands on people and feel God moving through it and even if it makes me a little uncomfortable it's uh it's worth it because that's yeah. where God really I remember speaks. one time we were praying here at the church and we were all locked arms and mm-hmm. we started floating yeah, <laughs> see, I mean, all the cool all things six of happen. us <laughs> you could you could pick the carpet out some under spiritual us. action <laughs> yeah. that we could not see yeah no, that thanks, Amanda. That's really, that's really good. Yeah. Great tips. Thank you, Bonnie. Yes, thank you, Bonnie. I'll be <laughs> applying these to my life. I don't take any credit for that. Well, I don't want to just talk about prayer tonight. There's so many things that we could say about prayer. We could talk about this all night long. But I think it would be really important with what's going on in the world around us with so many people just just not knowing what to think, what to do, where to go. Uh, I feel like we should really take some time right now in this podcast and pray. And if you are listening to this, I would just invite you to pray with me. There's no point in listening to me pray if you don't. <laughs> just, just, just jump right on in, um, pray these same words back to the Lord, and I think this will be a really unifying thing for all of us. So I'm going to close our podcast with an extended word of prayer. But Father in heaven, we praise you first and foremost for your steadfast love, your faithfulness to us. Lord, please calm our hearts. We know that you are here during these times of uncertainty and the unknowns going on in the economy. And we know you are always with us, but please comfort those of us who are afraid right now, Lord. And please use us in a way to lift up the brokenhearted or to the distressed. We praise you for your steadfast love and your grace in times of trouble. And we praise you for hearing our prayers in times like this. Give us a peace that passes understanding. We know that only you can guard us and protect us from the unknowns that are out of our control. Please give us a calm confidence to know what steps to take, that you may show us paths and ideas and ways to just find comfort in your word. 
may we be able to set aside times where we can intentionally get in your word and refresh us anew with a renewed mind that is anchored in the truth of who you are. Move our vision past the short term and the temporary chaos, and may we be focused on the eternal mission that we have in the midst of our day-to-day lives. An opportunity that we all have right now, Lord, is to realign our perspectives. And many of us in America are so comfortable. Many of us take for granted the luxurious things that we have in abundance that we don't even really need, Lord. And, And we ask you to teach us to appreciate the simple things. May we learn during this season to enjoy calm and peace and nature and help us as a culture not be so driven by the craziness of life, but to learn how to live a more simple, peaceful life. May we take the opportunity that's before us to slow down and re-engage with some of the simple and meditative moments of life and to become more grateful and well-rounded people because of this. We also want to lift up our leaders and our governmental authorities, fill our leaders with wisdom. May they put the needs and the concerns of citizens and elderly and the most vulnerable of our society above the money and the entertainment, all those things that that are so comfortable for us. We thank you, Lord, that our country is starting to take seriously some of the things that are going on in our society. And may we do our individual part to end greed, to end selfishness that can be so damaging to local communities. May the church rise right now. Lord, work through us. May we lead by example and love our neighbors as you, as you have commanded us to do. But not to get so consumed with the headlines or the jokes that we miss the open doors that we have to open up our hearts to those who desperately need you. We want people to be safe. We don't want to see people get sick, but may we not miss the chances we have before us to creatively share the hope of the gospel. May we shine light brighter now than we have ever shared before. We especially want to lift up the isolated and the struggling people right now, those who are the weakest among us and the elderly, may they find you during this trial in their life. Thank you for all the men and the women who are sacrificing right now, the distributors, the doctors. We know many people are working overtime and may they not grow weary in well-doing. Lord, don't let us drift away from each other or drift away from you in times of isolation or social distancing. May may we be ever more committed to your local church and the relationships that we all need at this time where we press even further into those things, Lord. Strengthen us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your love and may we show your glory even brighter in a time such as this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that is our prayer for all of you as well, um, that we may go out and just be bold and take our prayer life seriously. It's that relationship, that ongoing conversation that we need to invest in. We need to have times that we set aside and have that, have that heart to heart. And we need to not be distracted constantly by all the things that are coming in our way that we're never just focused on that conversation with, with our Savior. And I really appreciate both of you sharing this and all of you out there who are listening. Thank you for listening. We are also praying for you and we'd love to pray specifically for you. 
if you have anything going on in your life right now, like we mentioned earlier, please do reach out and let us know. That's all we have for now. You were loved.